Welcome to the Dirt on Turf podcast. I'm your host, Chris Toppings. Today we have an amazing guest, but first, let's hear it from our sponsor. Netting professionals are improving programs one facility at a time. Netting professionals specialize in the design, fabrication, and installation of custom nettings for backstops, batting cages, dugouts, scoreboards, overhead netting, barrier netting, sideline netting, golf course netting, and much more. They also design and install digital graphic wall padding, windscreen, turf, turf protectors, dugout benches, dugout cubbies, and more. Netting Professionals continues to provide quality products and services to many recreational, high school, college, and professional fields, facilities, courses, and stadiums throughout the country. Netting Professionals are improving programs one facility at a time. Contact them today at 844-620-2707 or info at nettingpros.com. Visit them online at www.nettingpros.com or check out Netting Pros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for all their latest products and projects. Welcome to the Dirt on Turf podcast. I'm your host, Chris Toppings. Today we have Stephen Watson from the Down East Wood Ducks, single A affiliate for the Texas Rangers. Isn't that correct, Stephen? Yes, that is correct. Uh, we're the low A affiliate of the Texas Rangers, yes. Awesome. And Stephen, I worked with Stephen a little bit here, like just like as some summer help. And he's a hometown guy right here within 30, 45 minutes of the house. So we definitely had to get him get him on. He's been very heavily involved in STMA and in the community and provides a great playing surface for the players. So we definitely wanted to have you on. So welcome, Stephen, and uh, give all the listeners an introduction of yourself. I'm the head groundskeeper field manager, whatever you want to call it, for the uh, Down East Wood Ducks. I've uh, been, here, been here at the stadium for about 13 years now. Um, I've probably, I, I was with the city of Kinston in the Parks and Recreation Department about five or six years before that, uh, managing, basically I took care of all the grass and all the parks. So we had 14 athletic fields, uh, a little par three golf course, um, probably about 120 acres total that I was responsible for. That was kind of my first first gig, you know, managing anything. Uh, so I guess you could say I've been managing turf grass on or athletic fields for about 20, almost going on 20 years now. So. Well, that's awesome. Uh, so your the man who's there before you is my, is my boss. Um, Mr. Tommy Walston, but who got you into turf? Like, who was your mentor? I mean, it's hard. It's hard to name just one um, for for me, and I'm I'm sure a lot of my colleagues same way. That it's hard to pick just one and say, you know, that guy is the sole influence. You know, because I mean, I guess I guess my parents. I mean, I was raised with a pretty strong work ethic. You know, my dad worked for the same company for the first 37, 30. He got, he got that job when I was right when I was born and he worked with them for 37, 38 years or something like that. Uh, and finally retired a few years ago. So, uh, and my mom basically just can't sit still. So let's just put it that way. So, I, I mean, I, yeah, I think from the very beginning, uh, just to grind it out, get it done, kind of work ethic. And um, I mean, I've had a, I've had a number. I mean, Duncan Charlton was a golf course superintendent at Falling Creek here outside of Kinston, and he he kind of gave me my job. He gave me my first shot with the city of Kinston. Um, he was the park superintendent at the time. He had left Falling Creek and and had gone to work uh, as the park superintendent for the city. And so he gave me my first shot in this business. Um, I was uh, uh, three years out of college and kind of needed, I just needed somebody to give me a break. 
you know, I just had not actually done it before. You know? He gave me a shot and kind of, you know, he, he taught me without teaching me, you know, he, he taught me without holding my hand. You know, he, he, he allowed me to fail, I guess you could say. Um, I mean, I've had some others along the way. I mean, Dean Baker with Kenston Country Club, he, he former superintendent with the Kenston Country Club. Uh, I, I leaned on him a lot. I worked part-time with him for 13 years. He's, he's helped me a lot, a lot in, in my career, but also just constantly, you know. Uh, I mean, your, your boss, you know, your current boss, Tommy Walston, is, is a huge influence. Uh, I mean, he, was, he basically gave me a, a blank check in the terms of the number of phone calls I could give him when I first took this job. He said, just what, whatever you need, if it's a couple of times, a day, you know, call me when you need me, if you need help. And that first, I definitely needed some help. So <laughs> it was, it, oh, 2008 was a very long season for sure. Everything that could go wrong went wrong that year, but we grew from it, and we're we're better off for it. So, uh, I mean, there's I can think of probably eight or ten other people that have you know influenced me in other ways, but I'd, I'd say that's maybe probably some of the some of the more prominent ones. Visor in college was a huge influence. I mean, she helped me get out get out of NC State in four years, so I, I owe a lot to her and. So, but like I said, it's, it's hard to name just one for me. So. Yeah, um, I, I'm the same way uh, myself. You know, I have a I have a list as well. Um, so we changed it up for the listeners. We changed a few of the questions around. Uh, uh, Dr. Grady Miller at NC State has helped me a little bit um, with some of my questions, kind of spicing it up a little bit. And I want to give him a big thank you for that. Um, he was one of my instructors when I was in school, and he's still instructing me today. And it's, it's uh, been uh, 14 years; he's still instructing me. Um, what? So we're going to change this up a little bit. So, what? Give us a breakdown of your position, and then I'm going to go into a new question. But give me a breakdown of your position, like uh, give us a game day. I mean, baseball game day. Uh, well, I mean, my my job is. It, it's a very unique job in minor league baseball. You don't see this very often. I'm actually a government employee. I, I work for the city of Kinston. My, my position is, uh, and it's been that way for many, many, many years. Uh, this position is Kinston. So I have, you know, those, those full benefits and retirement and all that, but uh, it's, it's, it's a city of Kinston job. And then, and then I'm employed with the Wood Ducks only only during the season, uh, but they consider me, they consider me their sports field manager. So I'm, I'm, it's, it's a year round job. It's, it's not that, you know, I go from one job to another. It's, it's just, uh, you know, two, I guess you could say, but uh, it's a very unique situation in, in that regards that I, I get to be a, a city of Kinston employee. And, uh, but I guess, I guess a game day is, you know, it's, it's a grind. I mean, it's just, it's, it's very repetitive every day. It's, it's the same, but yet every day is a little bit different. It, you know, if you're just watching it from afar, it probably looks the same, but if you're out there managing it every day, every day is a little bit different. You know, your, your moisture levels on your infield or in your infield soil is a little bit different. Your practice schedule might be a little bit different. They may, they may want to do, during batting practice or, or they may want to do a little something different in early work or, you know, a, a bunt drill one next day, we're going to do base running. And then, you know, so in that regards, every day is a little bit different, but uh, I guess we start at eight, nine, you know, we, we kind of, you know, first day has always been the easiest because it seemed like we've spent the last seven days getting ready for it. We're not having to clean up from the night before, you know, so, in that regard, to me, the first the first day at a home stand's always easiest. But <clears throat> excuse me, but uh, you know, we morning work is usually mow. We mow every day. We mow every game day, uh, at, or every game day we can. That the tarp's not on the field, if if it is mowable. Um, every game day, we're you know we we usually water the infield one time that morning. 
we, we do a drag and you know we'll we'll drag it and water it that morning uh we'll usually check our bullpens our game mound um that's usually when back you know it's 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 probably about four hours worth of work and if we need to paint the lines uh the, the foul lines in the grass we will that's usually when we do it is in the mornings if we need to do it on a on a game day usually i do it i, I try to do it twice a homestand and uh just to keep it fresh and clean and bright you know for for everybody to be able to see it so uh afternoon is is you know we we usually water again uh especially on a good hot day the good thing about a, a good hot sunny day is, is we can pretty well i apologize if there, there's a fire truck going by me right now so i'm outside so <laughs> i apologize if you can hear that but oh, uh i heard you i heard you you kept i heard him when they first came on you kept get, you just started talking a little louder yeah. and a little louder and a little louder i said he's just trying to keep the thought going right now <laughs> right imagine imagine that for pitchers during the ball game so we, our ballpark is right across the street from fire station one so we got the biggest trucks and the biggest sirens and everything here so we're, we're right across the street from the ballpark so uh but anyway I think uh let's say I was on afternoon. So afternoon is usually we'll drag and water again. Uh and it's kind of, you know, I've I've been in contact with the coaches at that point, usually in the mornings or the day before to kind of know what their practice schedule is going to be for that day. Uh and sometimes it can change, you know, two hours before, depending on what, you know, a coordinator comes into town that they weren't expecting or something, you know, and that, and that coordinator wants a little something different, you know whether it be a catching coordinator, an infield coordinator, you know, and you kind of have to, you know, you roll, you roll with it the best you can and, and go with it like that. But bat and practice, you know, afternoons is bat and practice set up and, and getting them ready to go. And home team does all their stuff first. Then the visiting team comes in, they do all, you know, whatever they want to do that day. And then uh, we get the field back. Usually for a seven o'clock game, we'll get it back about five thirty-six, maybe. Um, usually have plenty of time a good 30 to 45 minutes to to for field prep and it's basically just smoothing the dirt out and putting lines on it watering one last time you know depending again depending on you know cloud cover and humidity and all that kind of good stuff but it's you know and then during the game is you know that's that's kind of when our job stops for a little while you know when the game starts is when our job stops so and when the game stops is when our job starts. So, you know, we get to take a break, <laughs> take a breather for a little while. Uh, but it's, you know, it's our time. It's, you know, if there's any little odd and end type jobs around the shop, we'll do that. Back lap the reels, we'll grease the mower or something like that, you know. Uh, and then, of course, after the game, we do our, we do our post-game work, you know, mound, plate, bullpens, you know, drag. You know, that's when I, I actually do my nail dragging after the game that night is when I usually nail drag uh, just because it's already got moisture in it. I'm not really a big, you know, post game night water, night watering guy, just because I'm exhausted. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go home, frankly. So it's just one more thing to have to, I don't want to have to drag out that hose again. So uh, that's just kind of the way we've done it for a long time. And it's, it's work and, 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 and I've, I've really enjoyed doing it that way, but, it's, I always call it my eight to 11, you know, eight in the morning to 11 at night. So, and it can get, can get kind of grueling. I mean, it's, you do that five, four, five, six, seven nights in a row and it's, it can be tough. So we appreciate, you know, especially this year, we, we really appreciate Sunday games in, or homestands ending on a Sunday. Uh, our, our Sunday games are at one. So we get kind of a night off on Sundays. That's a nice way to end a homestand. So. But anyway, that's that's a pretty that's a game day for us. So yeah, well, you know, it's uh I think one thing that's awesome, the listeners probably are like, wow, is the fact that you're a government employee as well as in minor league baseball. That's like awesome. You know, yeah, it, it's kind of the best of both worlds. I mean, I you know, I get the government benefits. I mean, yeah, and the and the and the job security and the retirement, but yet I get to be in minor league baseball too, you know, and, uh, you know, there'll come a day one day. I don't know when that day will be, but it'll, there'll come a day when I won't be here anymore. And, uh, 
I'll have a pretty nice, uh, pretty nice package lined up for me when I get ready to, when I get ready to venture into my new, into my new life, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. whatever that, whatever that ends up being. But um, yeah, that's little little umbrella drinks on the porch. Yes, yes. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, hopefully at the beach or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where to. Do. Well, touching back on your position, what's the, uh, what are some current position challenges that you face? Like, what do you see some biggest challenges that you face right now? Um, I mean, certainly we're, you know, we're having to make adjustments with, uh, you know, COVID being what it is. I mean, we, we went through that and mm-hmm. hopefully we're, we're on the backside of everything now and, and we can look back on it and don't have to go through that again. But uh, certainly we're getting into more, I guess, special events, and some non-minor league baseball games just to bring in a little more revenue. Uh, I mean, that's a good thing that people want to play here. And I've always appreciated that, that, you know, people want to play here. Anytime somebody, you know, if they can compliment your field, but they also say, hey, I want to play on your field because I know yours is good. That's kind of a compliment to you, and, and it can be a can be a compliment to our industry that they want to play there, you know. So, uh, so that's good. Um, but I mean, probably one of the biggest challenges that I, I guess, deal with uh, with, and this is in relation to specifically this field. Uh, this field is very, very unique. It's it's almost, I guess, you could say it was almost built exactly backwards of what it was supposed to have been. Uh, you know, you, you generally think of the outfield as sloping away from the infield. Uh, well, this field, except for right field, all of left field and all of center field is actually built uh, sloping back toward the infield. Um, and that has to do with the way the stadium's built, the way the outfield wall is constructed. Um, the outfield wall is actually above the infield. so. There's really, I mean, unless you rebuilt, literally rebuilt the entire stadium or at least half of it, there's really not much of a way, not, not much you can do about it uh, other than just build it to, you know, the, the best you can. So I give a huge, you know, a lot of credit to Tommy and all his work that they did back in the late 90s in, in constructing this thing. And I mean, it was a monumental effort even for them to, to have done what they did. and. Uh, and it has held up very well, all things considered, uh, over the years. You know, it's been maintained, you know, well and, and everything. But, you know, it's that's a unique challenge because you have, you know, I mean, you get a gully washer of a thunderstorm and you have water going towards your infield. And that's kind of, it's kind of scary. <laughs> there's a river from, from, you know, from the batter's eye in center field, there's a river flowing towards your infield. So, uh, that's a little scary at times, but, and it's going down the warning track toward, toward, you know, down the warning track toward the gate on the third base side. And, you know, we can get, we can get quite a bit of standing water over there, especially at the tarp zone. Uh, our dugouts are probably the deepest that anybody's ever seen. They're four feet deep uh, from top, from the warning track to the ground level is at least, well, yeah, probably more like four feet. Yeah four feet deep and I have seen the third base dugout literally overflow. Uh, I have too. So it's, yeah, you, you, yes, you have too. I think, I think you were here one of those nights. Uh, it's, it's quite a, quite a spectacle to see. Yes. So it's, it's, but like I said, Tommy and, 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 and everybody did a fantastic job building this thing, working with what they had and, I don't think they could have done any better. And it's it's held up well for what it is. Uh, I mean, most days you would never – that it's sloping back toward the infield. would You'd never know it. I mean, but, you know, if the tarp's on the field and you're getting a bunch of rain and, yeah, for the most part, even then, it's not going to be that big a deal. Uh, but if you get that rain, it's going to – it just – it rains hard enough for long enough. Uh, we can get water backing up under our tarp. Uh, it doesn't happen very often. It's not like it. I mean, we'll go an entire season or two seasons. Just depend, it just totally depends on the rain you get, when you get it, you know, that kind of thing. So, 
I guess that's probably one of the bigger challenges, but you know, that I deal with. And that's more, you know, in, in terms of the maintenance of the field. Um, and it's like I said, it's not like it's a problem every single day, day in and day out, you know. So well, what's new in your position? Like what are some new products or something like that? Like what if your position is new? I mean, we know COVID's new, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that, 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 that's a great question. Uh, I mean, you know, with with Major League Baseball, you know, they've they've kind of they've uh, I guess you could say taken over the, the minor league side of things, and everything's kind of run through Major League Baseball now. So it's it's a little bit different. Um, it's it's no, I'm not. No, I take that back. It's a lot different. <laughs> it's it's a lot different, but it's, that's more, you know, behind the scenes stuff that, you know, most people probably would never, would never know it, to be honest. But um, there's some, you know, for some, some facility upgrades that we may need in the future at some point. But, uh, you know, there's that. I mean, pra the, ga the game of baseball has just changed very dramatically in the last, heck, heck the last five years, let alone the last 10 or 15 years. It's, it's a different game. Guys, teams practice different ways. They they do different things uh, from analytics to, you know, cameras and different things. Trackman's a big thing now. So, uh, so that that's different, and it and it makes practices a little different. You know, you have cameras all over the field during practice. You know, it's 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 just a strange thing. But uh, but that's different. Um, I don't know as far as products. I'm sure, I mean, there's a lot of new chemicals out nowadays, uh, some great chemicals. You know, I don't even know all of them because I don't really use that many of them, but uh, there's a ton of great new herbicides that are available to our industry now that, you know, we didn't have years ago. And, and it, a lot of them are safer, you know, using it such low rate, you know, the chemicals we use to spray out ryegrasses and things like that are just, you know, it's amazing that, you know, three tenths of an ounce per acre can be extremely effective you know that yeah. that kind of boggles my mind you know but but it's a great product and you know and that kind of thing so uh yeah it's it's definitely a lot different uh and it's changing you know the game is changing from year to year you know the game of baseball is changing from year to year so well if you had a warning label what would yours say uh, warning label for who? Me or if you had a warning label? No, since we're talking about the chemicals and stuff like that, you know, any kind of chemical or things like that have warning labels at times. Well, if you had a warning label, what would yours say? If like for me? Yeah, for you. <laughs> if you were a bottle of fertilizer and you had a warning label on it, what would you say? What would yours be for you? Uh, I don't know. Um, that's a great question. Uh, Watch out for this guy. He's, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, one funny thing I thought of uh, was like, you know, so so you want to get into minor league baseball, huh? Are you sure about that? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> uh, no, it's it, minor league baseball is a lot of fun. Don't I make no uh, bones about that? It's a, it's a lot of fun. There's, there's a lot of great people you can meet in this industry and uh, a lot of people I've grown up watching over the years. Some of the coaches and managers nowadays are, are were my mentor, not mentors, but heroes, like guys that I watched when I was, when I was coming along, when I was growing up, you know, and a kid and collecting baseball cards. That's been a fun part about, you know, about being in this game, but I don't know. That's a that's a warning label. That's a great question. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that question is brought to you by ours truly, Grady Miller. He said, I thought of a really cool question. I was like, man, that's a great question. <laughs> that, is, that is. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see here. I wanted to ask this question. What is the best turf grass advice you have ever been given? Best, best, best advice within the field within the industry that you've ever been given? Hmm. Um, Someone could have randomly told you this advice or you could assault advice. Was it? Hmm. Okay, well, all right. 
Um, I mean, I, I think, I think the guy that told me this, when he hears me say this, he's going to know who he's going to know who he is. So, uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And, and it's referring to the season, the minor league baseball season. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Don't, don't try to do it all in one day. You're, you're not going to be able to do it all in one day. <laughs> Sometimes you won't get it all done in one day. Sometimes you might have to come back the next day. So, you know, you, you got to, you know, finish I get a subset of that or a kind of, kind of an aside to that is you got just as good as you started, you know? Mm-hmm. you know, so I guess that's, that's probably it. It's you know, just, that also refers to life in general, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Because, uh, you know, just like you have to, uh, for all the listeners that aren't involved in baseball, uh, you might be involved in turf. I mean, you all know that turf is can be high demand, but a baseball season is very, very long. And if anybody doesn't understand that, just look up a schedule. And balancing your home life and your work life is very uh, is 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 a very much of a challenge. And can very be, much. And it, yes, and it can be a challenge. And it takes someone very mentally strong to be able to separate things or have a good other half for sure um absolutely it's uh absolutely i got a good one too so (laughs) yeah that and that makes it all easier yep it does very much so um what are some of your passions outside your job uh i guess i mean my family my kids you know my kids are kind of in that they're they're starting to assert I think let's see they're uh the oldest will be nine in a a month and the other two are six and they're kind of starting to do some things like dance and and, uh, soccer and you know some activities and so it's getting into that kind of prime you know they're going to start you know doing different activities and and they could take with them for years to come you know you don't know but uh being with my family and, and, and doing things with them, uh, that's that's a huge thing. Um, I love to play golf, although, you know, you wouldn't know it if you met me in the last year and a half because I hadn't played in a year and a half. So, uh, so it, you know, I, I, I grew up I grew up playing in 1990. I got my first set of golf clubs when I was 13 years old. You know, it seemed like as I've gotten older and older, the older I get, the less I play. So. I used to play four or five. I'm playing once a year if I'm lucky. So uh, I, I did grow up playing golf and, and playing a lot. So, uh, but yeah, the bigger ones, I mean, I, you know, uh, just, I mean, I guess, I guess I've always been a sports fan, you know, growing up collecting baseball cards and, you know, different things. I, I guess it, it's a natural fit for me to be here, I suppose. But Let's take us a break and hear from our sponsor. This segment is brought to you by MVP Genetics. Mountain View Performance Genetics is an exciting new division of Mountain View Seeds that will focus on vegetative warm season cultivars. They are breaking barriers between grass seed and sod research, development, and direct licensing to sod producers on warm season cultivars for sports turf, golf, and landscape applications. Look for their current innovations like their newest elite Bermuda grass, Iron Cutter, as well as coming attractions like their golf and landscape Zoysia, tentatively set for release in 2022. Contact them today to learn more. Contact Adam at 971-718-4525. Well, here's a quick question. It's just just a random question. Beach or mountains? What? This is just a random question. Beach or mountains? Ooh. I'm real close to beach. Mm-hmm. 
real close to saying beach. Yeah, probably beach. Yeah. Yeah. But not on the beach. I want to be at the beach. Yep. Same here. Same here. Because because I'm I, I get dirty for a living. You know, we, we, we get sand and dirt all over us. We do that for a living. So to go down on the beach and be on the sand, not not the best thing in the world, but the kids love it, so I'll do it. Fine. Okay. But if I had a choice, just at the beach. That's right. Same here. Well, I, I like to fish a lot, and I offshore fish a lot, but I don't care anything about walking on the beach. You know, if somebody wants to go walk in the sand, I can go get them a dump truck load of it for about 80 to 100 bucks, and they can walk in it every afternoon if they want. You know, yep. it's yep. not a problem. <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, yeah, but I, I would definitely choose the beach as well. Um, continuing education, uh, staying informed, use of technology like apps. Uh, what apps are your go-tos? Uh, what kind of apps do you use? And what what is your feeling on continuing education and some organizations in the industry? Uh, it's priceless. I mean, it's you have to do it. I mean, you should. You should do it. You ought to do it. I mean, I mean, staying, you know, staying in touch with people and, you know, having relationships with people, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I could name, I don't know, 20 or 30 people I could call right now if I had a problem. And honestly, that's how, that's how we learn. That's how we grow. You know, that's how we manage our fields and stuff is, is, you know, trading ideas with each other and you know it's a great thing about the sports turf industry is that is that we, we are a close knit group we're you know we're so willing you know we don't we don't get an idea and we try to hoard it to ourselves we get an idea and we won't tell everybody we can you know because we want them to experience the same you know man they you know see how good this whatever it is can be you know here man this can really work for you if you, if you do it this way or whatever but uh yeah, it's you know our our conference that we do in Myrtle Beach every year. That's that's an awesome event. It's yeah. just un, unparalleled in every way. Uh, our local chapter events, you know, it's just they're they're really good. Um, national, if you can if you can afford to go to national, is is a is a wonderful experience. It's a great experience, and you'll get to meet people, you know that you, you that do this all over the country. You know that that do this in in totally like vastly different ways you know uh than 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 we do it here in north carolina so um, so it's good to it's good to meet those people as well so uh as far as technology i mean i'm i'm very basic i guess you could say i the, the weather channel is about all i use honestly uh, and just looking up at the sky you know knowing knowing what clouds look like knowing what they're doing knowing how they you know your relation to your facility and and you know kind of how weather works something i got into probably about 12 years ago was reading the and, and i would encourage anybody to go read this. It'll, it'll probably give you way more information than you ever wanted but go read go to the national weather services webpage and read their meteorological discussions so if you'll if you'll go to your local page and go down to where it says discussion click on that and it it'll give you the forecast for the next seven days but it'll kind of tell you like where the weather's coming from and and that'll give you an idea of maybe a little bit more detailed idea of of how it's going to interact with your facility. so that's a neat thing that you know you, you learn all about you know what uh, what is it gross uh, gross mean time or you know you learn about the you know they talk in in their time is different it's not it's not a standard clock that we work with it's it's their uh, meteorological time or whatever they call it uh, so that's interesting but you know there's a lot of terminology that they use it's kind of it's kind of funny but um you can learn a lot from it and, and you and it's very it's been beneficial for me you know just to read just to kind of have you know something else to confirm what i'm seeing in a forecast or kind of confirm maybe give me an idea of what's coming three days from now or two days from now or whatever it is, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and, and it kind of gives you an idea, like I said, it kind of gives you an idea of where your weather's coming from, not just like what's creating your weather, not just, 
oh, it's going to rain today or, oh, it's going to be sunny today. Well, why is it going to rain? Where's the rain coming from? You know, and if you can get to know that and track that and keep up with that, you can have a lot better uh, idea, you know, coming down the road years, you know, as you, as you, as you do this a number of times, you'll, you'll, it'll, it'll teach you more over the long term. So um, other than that, that's, that's about it, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I agree with the weather channel thing there. Uh, I have a couple of like the weather apps that I use. I use dark sky because it, it gives you like a timing. It's like playing out like it's going to rain in five minutes. Um, no, it's going to be in two minutes. No, it's going to be in seven minutes actually. But the radar forecast that you can like do in the future, the weather channels is so spot on and usually very, very accurate. It's, it, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not going to be down to your facility, but it's, it's going to be pretty, pretty doggone close. I mean, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, it's not always going to be exactly, exactly right. But, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, coach can't say, you can't tell a coach, well, it's not going to rain because future forecast said it's not going to rain. Well, then it rains, you know. So it's, it's not exactly perfect, but it's, it's the closest, I, it's the closest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, as, as that goes, so no doubt. Um, so what did you want to do for a career when you got out of high school? Mm, I don't know if it was so much when I got out of high school as it was maybe when I was little or even in high school. Uh, so I, I guess I grew up watching sports and watching television and I had this dream of being a broadcaster one day, uh, like being a, you know, I was, I was intrigued and, and sort of mesmerized by the voice of, I mean, you can think of any number of legends, you know, legendary voices in sports and whether it be baseball, basketball, football, Chip, whatever you can think Chip of. Chip Carey's the one that, that's always going to be with me. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you can think of any, you know, any of those voices and, and I, you know, it always intrigued me, you know, to be the voice, to be the person, if maybe I one day could be that person behind the voice, you know, and I guess I got to college and it just kind of, uh, I, I, I played golf and, and, and I was even more intrigued by, you know, the smell of fresh cut grass and uh, working on the golf course, working in turf, that kind of thing. That, that I guess that intrigued me even more. It's, it seemed like I remember the I had looked at the coursework for being a broadcaster and it was harder or something. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't remember. Uh, and, and, uh, and it just kind of it just kind of went away. It just kind of fell away. And so, uh, but I do I do have a lot of respect for all the broadcasters. Not, I mean, even in minor league baseball, some of those, you know, this is the first year I can ever remember that the broadcaster hasn't traveled with the team, you know, or, or at least they're not with us. You know, they're not with our guys. Uh, like maybe at some levels they are, but, um, you know, that and, and I mean, they're just they're almost essentially a part of the team in, in a lot of in a lot of cases. So, um, yeah, they, they 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 there's a tremendous amount of respect for for them for me so yeah well it's uh i guess that's what changed the path you know i was gonna follow up that question with what changed the path of not wanting to be a broadcaster but you pretty much answered that um yeah i mean i i, I guess just growing up playing golf and you know the the, the, the dark light stripes on the fairways you know that that was always kind of neat to see and you know, I got, you know, once I figured out why that, you know, why that is, why that, you know, why it's like that. And just, just that look of, you know, setting up a golf course for a tournament, you know, and stepping back and saying, man, I did that. Or, you know, I, I get to do that here, you know, you know, for the minor league team. And, and that's kind of cool. So, uh, so yeah, I guess that's what kind of got me into it was, was the, was that aspect of things. Yeah, um, a turf story. We've talked about this. We talked. We talked about it a little bit yesterday that we were going to be recording today, 
So you told me you had a good story for the listeners. Well, it's it's not funny. <laughs> not in my opinion, it's not. <laughs> Even though I'm laughing. Uh, it, I guess it's funny looking back on it that all of that happened in one week. I mean, you know, I, I, this is kind of about my opening week. So my first week in minor league baseball, 2008. Uh, welcome, welcome to pro baseball. So, and and I look, I'm going to explain this. And I look back, you know, at, at this past, uh, our guys actually started on the road this year. So we started at home the second week. Uh, but just to think how uneventful my first, you know, our first homestand was this season compared to 13 years ago, just is boggles my mind, but uh, I'll kind of tell the backstory a little bit. Uh, it it kind of started, you know, about a month before, you know, well, even longer than that, maybe, but, um, you know, Tommy was here for a long time and obviously, and he and I had gotten, I, I moved to Kinston in 2002 and he and I had gotten to know each other and, and, you know, he was my sprayer and, Either I would come spray the field for him or he would he would do the spraying and whatever, you know. So uh, we had gotten to know each other and, I, you know, I kind of knew what he was doing and he knew what I was doing and that kind of thing. So uh, and I had I had talked with my wife about this at, at some point, you know, not really not really putting any seriousness to it, but just kind of what if, you know, what if what if Tommy left one day? You know, what if he wasn't there? Is that is that a job I would be? willing to take and and my wife and I talked about it and yeah that's okay okay yeah I mean I'm I'm young I it's something you got to do I mean it's just an opportunity you shouldn't pass up that's right. uh, so well in March of 2008 you know uh, I find out that he's that he's uh, decided to go on to, to something else and I still remember where I was and what I was doing when I found out so uh and it, you know, it was like, okay, here we go. The time has come. The moment's here. What are you going to do? You know, so I put in, I put my name in the hat, applied, and you know, uh, and so a couple of weeks went by, didn't hear anything. We're, and I mean, you think about late March. I mean, 2008. This the season is almost here. I mean, like spring training's almost over, and the guys will be here in like a week or two. You know. And I'll, I'll never forget having a conversation with Tommy and he and I were sitting in his office and I'll, it was about, I don't know how long it was, but we were just talking and was like, I said, Tommy, you know, whoever starts this job is going to be like thrown right in the fire. You know, I mean, they're just going to be, you know, I mean, they're starting like week one, the first week on the job is going to be the first week of minor league baseball, you know, opening week kind of thing. He said, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know what the, you know, we don't know what they're going to do, blah, blah, blah. You know, which little did I know I was talking about myself at the time. So, right. so, <laughs> so, uh, so we get to opening week and, and, and like the team's here and the manager's beside himself. He don't, you know, we don't have a groundskeeper. What are, what are we going to do kind of thing? And so uh, that week, you know, they got here that weekend, kind of moved in and all that. So Monday comes and, and I finally get a call on my phone finally get a call and you want to come be the interim field manager for, for the, at that time, the Kinston Indians. Okay. So we, I came over to the stadium. We kind of hashed out the particulars and the money and all that, you know, and uh, well, can you, can you start tomorrow morning? Sure. Okay. Why not? <laughs> so, <laughs> so Tuesday, uh, Cliff Lee was, was coming to pitch that night. Uh, Cliff Lee was, he would go on to win the Cy Young. I think he won the World Series with the – I think he won the World Series with the Phillies, I believe it was, in 2000-whatever it was. <laughs> I can't remember exactly. But anyway, he wasn't quite a household name yet, but he was really good, and he was coming to do a, a, a rehab assignment uh, that night. And so, well, that Sunday, the the tarp had not been on the field. It, the, field the infield was wet. It was still pretty soft. and. But, you know, the tarp really hadn't got on the field, so they, we were to pitching. We were kind of close to playing, but didn't really, uh, not so much, you know. Probably ought not to just for safety reasons. Don't want to get anybody hurt, that kind of thing. So 
I think they just they still brought Cliff down and had him throw a simulated game off the off the mound, which is just a it's all a simulated game is is a pitcher catcher and a batter basically, uh, more or less. And uh, I think he threw like four innings. I don't think I don't think he was in town for more than about two hours from the time he got off the plane to the time they flew him in directly into Kinston and flew him directly out. So from the time he got here to the time he left, I don't think he was here two hours. So uh, which that was kind of their plan anyway. They really weren't have him here very long. But anyway, we didn't end up playing that night. So we get to Wednesday and finally we you know, Wednesday was a gorgeous day, you know, you know, clear blue sky, media day, team picture, you know, headshots, you know, practice, manager goes before press and the media. So we and I think they also practiced Thursday. So those two games, those two days went okay fairly you know not so bad uh, so we get to friday friday's opening week you know opening day i think it's april 4th if i'm not mistaken april 4th today by the way if you do the math on that my first day on the job was april fools so april 1st pro baseball uh so you get to opening day friday you know big day in minor league baseball everybody's here we go we're off and running uh so we get to the game and the lights go out in the third inning. So we're off to a great start here. Uh, lights go out in the third inning. Some transformer had blown uh, like three blocks away or something. It was going to be, I can't remember if they all went out or if we lost like two or three poles or I don't remember how many went out. But anyway, uh, it was going to be like several hours before they could get them back on. But you couldn't play with what you had. Right. No, 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 no. There was right. no way that I'm umpire stopped. There was no way we could have even thought about playing with what we had. No way. So suspended game, uh, three and a half inches of rain the next day. So uh, infield in was we, – we did tarp this time, though. That was good. Uh, but as I think I had mentioned earlier that, you know, with, with, in, with, with this outfield sloping back toward the infield the way it does, you can't get – if you get that really super hard rain for long enough, you can get water back up under the tarp. Well, that's what happened. We got a bunch of water under the tarp. The infield was a mess. Um, I mean, it went all, I mean, it rained all day. So, I mean, just a, just a complete washout. No way we're playing Saturday night, for sure. So, we come in Sunday. Well, Sunday was no walk in the park either. Uh, Sunday was low field, overcast, kind of gloomy, dreary, uh, typical, you know, early April day. You know, you can get those days here in, in North Carolina where it's just dreary and damp. Oh, yeah. If clay is soft underneath, which is what it was, you know, we had several places that were like, it's not just soft on top. It's soft, you know, like your foot sinks in, kind of soft. Uh, it was soft underneath. And, uh, there were all propane torches involved. Uh, there was, <laughs> I'll just leave that at that. Um, there was a huge effort to get that game in on Sunday. And uh, it was to no avail. Uh, we, were, we were not able to play that Sunday night or Sunday afternoon, that was, a, that was an afternoon game. And I have this, like this image that's sort of stamped on my brain, uh, like of the coaches walking away from the field after they had made the decision not to play, just in disgust, just like, what can we do? We can't, I mean, what is going on here? You know, so, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Monday was an off day. So we finally, and I think the weather was really good on Monday and early that week. So Monday was an off day. And so I finally got to play my first full minor league baseball game on Tuesday after opening week, not during, but after opening week, I think it was against the Frederick Keys. So uh, that was my opening week in minor league baseball. So it was. Ooh, and you said, I. I know you said at some point when you went home, you said, I made a mistake. What, what, have, what in the world have I 
and 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 that year was like i said it was it was it seemed like everything that could go wrong went wrong i mean i had two hydraulic leaks in the outfield in a in a mass uh i've been very fortunate you know since then but uh but it just seemed like every everything that could have gone wrong went wrong that year that summer but like i said we i grew from it i learned from it and and, and we're better but on the job was i mean what i to you is or to, to to the listeners is just that's what i remember like i've i've blocked out a lot of it i've just you know a lot of it's just kind of not forgotten not forgotten for sure but just blocked out just attic i guess i mean it was it was a, it was a rough week for sure uh because i mean you know me being the head the head field manager you know all the eyes are glaring on me you know i knew how to grow grass and that you know, but i think uh some somebody told me one time too is you know the grass and in, in this job the grass is the easy part Mm-hmm. it's it's all the other stuff so anyway yeah well in our closing here we got a few we got a few fun questions but i had, do have two i do have some well it can be personal or professional what's your proudest accomplishment uh, i guess i guess my kids I mean, if anybody wants to, I, I, won't, I won't explain how they, um, you know, in public, how they came to live with us, but anybody wants to message me, I'll be glad to tell that story. Uh, but I guess just my kids, you know, are, are, are something I'm most proud of. I mean, I could say something about work, but, and, it, and it's good. You know, I, I certainly am proud of things that I've been able to accomplish here at the ballpark and, you know, and being, I was, you know, active in the STMA and, or the local chapter anyway, and everything, but um, I guess just my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and my kids and how they came to live with us. Let's say that. I understand. Um, but on your career side, you, I think you're being a little humble as well. You were the president for the North Carolina STMA, were you not? Yeah, I mean, the local chapter, yeah. I, I mean, I was. Uh, and you've been given minor league baseball field of the year, correct? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've won the award. Uh, I've won the league award um, four times and the national award uh, once. So, yeah. I got to win the – I was able to win the national award in 2018. Um, got to go to the winter meetings in, in Vegas. That was got to take my wife. That was that was a lot of fun, you know, going going to Vegas um, for three or four days. So definitely a lot of fun. So uh, I'll remember that trip for a long time. But yeah, I mean it's 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 been it's been good. I mean, you know this this job and this been and 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 where I do it at has has been very good to me. Yeah, well, if you could have any job position, what would it be, inside or outside the industry? Dream job, no matter what, what would it be? Mm. Maybe like a consultant, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, some type of turf grass consultant. Like a make-your-own-schedule entrepreneur type, type of thing. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Of course, that doesn't have the I didn't have a whole lot of pension with it, so. Well, as long as you get that pension that we were talking about earlier, you can do that. You can do this after. That's true. Very true. Very true. Uh, but yeah, just you know, some travel involved, but not a whole lot of it. Like not a ton of it. You know, I don't want to be on the road five days a week. You know, like pick and choose what you want to do. You know. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. So. Wife and kids, wife and kids get to go a little vacation, mini vacation. Maybe, yeah, maybe they get to go with me sometimes, you know. Yeah. That kind of stuff. All right, so here we go with a few fun questions right here. Favorite quote or phrase? It can be anything. It can be funny. It can be turf related. It can be crazy. It doesn't matter. 
Uh, I've got two actually. Uh, right. Let's see. One is, let's see, what is it? You can you can pay me now or you can pay me later, but maintenance will always have its cost. Mm. You know, so you, you know you can Ooh, you can either like put a little bit in that. You can put a little bit in now along the way, or you can you know you know you can tell your whoever you know you're having to deal with. <laughs> are you do you want to justify having to replace this thing? in how many ever years, or do you want to try to maintain it a little bit along the way, you know, uh, and then, or do you want to not maintain it? And now we got to rip out and tear out the whole thing and replace the whole thing. So uh, I'd rather maintain it a little bit along the way. So that that's one. Uh, the other one I actually got in a fortune cookie one time, uh, a goal without a plan is just a dream. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah, that's 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 one of my favorites, actually. Uh, to go with that, I mean, I've thought about that. Like, I'll spend just some time. I mean, and I would encourage everybody to just spend some time thinking about that. Like, kind of. I mean, on the surface, it it, it seems kind of obvious what it means, but just right. think about it. You know, just reflect on it. Reflect on your career and where it, you know, if you're young, where you're going. If you're if you're a little bit older, where you've been, you know, a goal without a plan is just a dream. So, I like that. All right. Um, if you could pick one meal, what would it be? Parker's Barbecue in Wilson, North Carolina. All right. End of story. Only, only the one in Wilson. <laughs> it, only the one in Wilson. Don't mess All with right. that one in Greenville. Don't mess with that one in Greenville. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, 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 you know, I guess East, any Eastern North Carolina barbecue, uh, a, a, a distant second would be some kind of Mexican food or something like that. So, yeah. but definitely, uh, Parker's would be my go-to. Oh yeah. If you wake up in the morning, you have won the lottery. What's the first thing you do? What's your first non-essential purchase? Hmm. First thing I do, uh, well, I, I tell you, I, I mean, I love what I do and I love where I do it, but I, I don't, I don't think I could do that anymore. <laughs> I, I just, I don't, I don't think I could have that schedule anymore. Uh, I guess non-essential purchase. Uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd go my, I'd go with my wife on this one. We'd, we'd buy a house at White Lake uh, down in, down toward uh, this side of Elizabeth town. So if you know where that is, but. Oh, um, yes. My best friend from college from Elizabethtown. I was at his wedding. I know exactly where it was. So we'd uh, buy us a little something at White Lake and and, and go there and maybe retire. Who knows? <laughs> maybe just uh, move down there permanently. Who knows? But yeah. Maybe do something like that. I, you know, I'm not that big into cars. I mean, a, a car would be nice, I guess, but uh, a motorcycle, maybe. Never ridden one, but <laughs> you can get out there and look at it, right? Yeah, I can go out and look at it at least. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um lastly, uh Stephen, you know, it's been a pleasure having you here. But lastly, what are some words of wisdom that you would like to share for young and upcoming turf professionals? Uh well, I, I guess just you know, be willing to dig ditches for a while, you know. Uh, be willing to, you know, I know it's kind of cliche to say, but earn your stripes, you know, be, be willing to grind it out for a little while and just, just learn, you know, learn as much as you can while you can, uh, you know, don't, don't take what one person says as the gospel and wh whatever that person said, that's okay. That's the way I'm going to do it for the rest of, for the rest of time, you know, no, take, take a little bit from everybody you know take what person a said take what person b said take what person c d e f and kind of assemble that into your own little package of kind of the way you're going to do things and you know just because somebody does it a certain way well that might work for what they're doing that might work for their facility but you know it might not work everywhere so you know just because somebody says well you ought to do it this way well, maybe, maybe not. Uh, but I guess, you know, the, the, the last thing I would say is just be a sponge. Don't be a brick. 
you know, if, if you think about what a brick is, you know, a brick is, it's hard. You know, if you hit it with a hammer, it's real brittle. It can crack and it can, you know, it can, it can break. I mean, it could break apart completely. Uh, I mean, it's sturdy. It's going to hold up a lot of weight, but it's, it's going to crack under pressure, a whole lot of pressure. Uh, whereas if you take a sponge, you know, a sponge can absorb, you know, absorb a lot of things, you know, a sponge can, I mean, you can pour whatever you want to on it, you know, if it's, I don't know, motor oil or water or, you know, whatever liquid you can think of, you can pour on there and it's going to soak, it's going to at least soak some of it up. Uh, if you pick it up and you kind of beat it around and, and put it back down, it's still in the same shape it was in. If you hit it with a hammer, it's just going to bounce right back up. You know, so I, I think that's, you know, that's, that's what, you know, just be, be a sponge. Don't, you know, soak up stuff, but also be flexible, you know, soak up information, soak up just everything you can, wherever you can get it, you know, volunteerism, volunteer experience, you know, just get everything you can get, you know, don't be afraid to have a second job, you know, I mean, I've, I've been, I've had two jobs near about my whole, as long as I've been working just about, so uh so yeah just you know just be willing to grind it out and be, be, be a sponge don't be a brick yeah uh you know that sponge will actually hold that single brick up it won't even it, hardly, it won't even hardly flatten it out <laughs> yep it will it can for sure once you fill it up mm -hmm. once you fill it up it can sure can no doubt yeah, that's yeah. I love that analogy. That don't be a brick, be a sponge. That's that's really you, you know you don't think about it, and then until you start talking about cracking under pressure and all that. And uh, for the listeners, when you get into sports turf or even golf, I mean the turf industry, there are going to be some high pressure, just like any other job. But there are going to be some people expect a certain level of aesthetics when it comes to turf that. The average person, they don't think about safety. They don't think about anything else. All they think about is, well, I saw him play in the PGA Championship this weekend. That's what it looks like. And that's just kind of what they expect. And so sometimes the that pressure can – you can have a lot of pressure on you. And, you know. It, it can. It can. can be. And it's all um, how you handle that pressure. Exactly. That's right. That's right. And if, if you're a sponge, you're going to be able to handle that pressure a lot better. Mm -hmm. That's right. So, no doubt. Well, Steve, I, I, what you got going on today, man? Don't you y'all have a high school game? Uh, Is that what you were telling yeah, me? We've got a. I think we got two games this this evening. Uh, some just some local high schools playing here tonight. Uh, so we're gonna go out and finish setting that up, and uh, I think we've we've already got the lines down, so we're gonna water, uh, put a good watering on it, and uh, be ready to go. So yeah, it's. Uh, and we start up uh, homestand. I think we've got Fredericksburg in here on Tuesday, starting Tuesday. So, Sweet. yeah, I think I'm gonna get out next week and come check you out. So, yep, been a while since I've been to the park. So, all right, cool deal. Sounds good. Yeah, well, Stephen, it's been a pleasure. I know you got stuff to do today, but we've been talking about this since I started this podcast. I've been talking about getting you on here, and I did it expected traction this podcast got to start with and uh, i was like man i still haven't got steven up here so i'm glad that we we got in touch this this past week and i appreciate uh, you having me on i mean it's I, i've been impressed it's just you you've got had a lot of success with it and wish you nothing but more success well i appreciate it we're uh we're trying to grow this a little bit more national you were trying to get people from all over i got a guy from uh washington state gonna be on and He's a parks and rec manager, and so he's going to be on soon. And coming up in the next couple of weeks, we'll be doing some artificial versus natural grass discussions. And I'm going to have a lot of people. I'm going to be revisiting a lot of people that I've already had on here, and probably even uh, you as well, Stephen. Do some small discussions, you know, even if it's through email and things, and for me to share. And we're going. We're going to really uh, address this. There's some things anybody that follows this podcast knows has been on Twitter and seen uh, some of the high school field that's obviously want to be replaced with artificial turf. So, and uh, yep. it's a beautiful place. So, um, it just started a discussion and then it just went, it just kept growing and growing and growing. So, yeah. Awesome. 
Well, it was good talking to you, and you enjoy your evening, man. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Well, that's it for today's episode. Again, I'm your host, Chris Toppings, with the Dirt on Turf podcast. And before we leave you, let me remind you about netting professionals. It doesn't matter what kind of netting you need, whether it's for a batting cage, a dugout, driving range, backstops, check out netting professionals. Go to their website, www.nettingpros.com, or follow them on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. You don't want to miss out with these people. Give them a call. Let them give you a price. They'll take care of you. Until next week, I'm Chris Toppings. We'll see you then.